All right, guys, welcome to episode 17 of the Different Animals Podcast. It's your boy, Tyler. And I'm Ever Castro. And today, what you're going to be listening to is uh, we're going to talk about what we've been watching, um, some NFL predictions, because uh, this will be dropping the day the season starts, and uh, Chadwick Bozeman's the news of his passing, and possibly some of baseball's unwritten rules. But first... So I guess the first thing uh, we'll go over is the is the news we got basically yesterday at the time of this recording, um, which is that Chadwick Boseman, uh, Black Panther, um, along with Jackie Robinson, James Brown, Thurgood Marshall, um, he passed away from colon cancer at the yeah. age of I want to say forty three. Yeah, forty three. Yeah. So um, I guess what what are some of your it's weird to just be like, what are your thoughts on it? But like, yeah, like what, what went through your head when you heard the news? Yeah. Yeah. So like, um, so yeah, I was, uh, what was I doing Friday night? I think I was on a call with some friends and then I got off and I checked Twitter and then somebody said, somebody had quote tweeted something that was like, man, 2020 can't get worse. And I saw the tweet and it was from AP news. And I was like, wait, wait, hold on. It's like one of those things like kind of like when Kobe, uh, died earlier this year when it's like, you just read it. And it doesn't click, you know, because right. you sort of expect to see, you know, passive colon cancer if somebody's like 80 or 60 or, you right. know, or, or, or even just having known about it. Right. Like. Right. Um, like uh, was uh, Stuart Scott. I don't right. know. His, his wasn't colon cancer, but he, I forget what type he had. Um, but, you know, he had been battling for years, just like Chadwick. Uh, but we knew about Alec it. Right? Trebek, you know what I mean? Like, you, yes, like yes. a lot of these guys that are so public, you just kind of like you end up knowing about it. Right, right, because either they come out and say it, or somebody leaks it, right? Like, so, like right. Because, I mean, especially with Chadwick, dude, like, you know, he was in three of the biggest movies of all time. I mean, two of them, you know, in smaller roles, but he, Black Panther is not just one of the biggest movies ever in terms of money, but just cultural impact. And right. the fact that nobody was like, hey, you know, like, we heard he's sick, or not, not a peep, nothing, right? That was, like, the first, so you, I think I was playing Overwatch, and you were about to get on, and yes. I think, like, it you sent it to me and i was like holy shit like audibly like that i was so taken aback yeah and like like you said my thing was like i immediately was like that dude had to have had like the tightest circle you know what i mean yeah like like for that to not come out at all it was either one of two things or probably both which is that he either has the tightest circle of people that know that are close to him that like you know he shares stuff with Mm-hmm. Or two, he's just so well respected that like the people that did know kind of didn't say anything, and so like I I read Kugler put out like a a real like kind of like lengthy po- like uh, statement about everything, and, and I didn't read all of it. I actually didn't read it yet. I just like saw experts and like 
quotes that people were taking from it and mm-hmm. posting. And like the way the quotes made it sound, I like I kind of wondered if maybe he already knew. Um, yes. And, and that would be like, and it would make sense because he he directed Black Panther, correct? Uh, Ryan Coogler, yes, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So like it would make sense that he would almost have to know. You yeah. know what I mean? Like 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 people pointed out. I saw one tweet. A woman was like, "I was like five months pregnant, and was an extra, and it was the most miserable I've ever felt. Like I can't imagine." having treatments you know what i mean like, like right. going through treatments the whole time you're feeling because it's not like these are quick productions you know what i mean no i mean somebody said something that, that was like you know if you have ever have ever been on a movie set you know how difficult it is to get even one minute of usable footage right, right? and he was making not just you know it's one thing to like have to go through treatment not knowing it but then making like a smaller movie right like um, right like a drama or even something small, but these, you know, $200 million budgets. Also, not even just something small. We're talking like giant action set pieces. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it, we're not even just talking about like a big production. You, like, I'm trying to think of a good example of just something that's like uh, like a lot of money behind it, but it's not really like an action movie. You know what I mean? Just oh, like, uh, like The Irishman. Right. It's not even something like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we're talking literally just, like, explosions, bodies flying, Fucking, action. Yeah. And then when they filmed, you know, Infinity War out there in Georgia in the fields when they were making the the field from Wakanda. And, I mean, fuck, dude, yeah. Yeah, and I saw someone say that, like, someone brought up the point, like, the, uh, the main complaint, and even I had it, from Black Panther, was just that, like, the CGI fight at the end was so anticlimactic to me. Just because it just it kind of just straight up looked bad, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it just didn't look good. Um, and like someone posted, like you know, Coogler's known for being good with like physical action. Yeah. And people wondered why it was CG, and this might be the answer. You know what I mean? Like it might have just literally been like you know, it's like the director understands, Jeff Bozeman understands, and it was just like you know, this is what we're doing because it's not really going to work out any other way, but we're just going right. to keep it under wraps. Right, and it's like the necessary thing to do. Right. Yeah, and then now, I mean, you know, like everybody's been looking back at all of his old, at his tweets or just his appearances and stuff in terms of like how he was. And I think you and I had discussed, I think even maybe on this podcast or maybe just in person before about how, you know, he looked skinny, but then we'd always been like, we or at least I had always thought, well, it's for a role, right? Or like kind of right. like uh, 50 Cent, he lost a lot of weight for the i think it was all falls down or something like that it was something like, like a, that. yeah yeah it's sort of a movie where he played a i think it was a cancer patient as well um and so i always assumed that it was that that i was i always when it, you know you saw recently pictures of him and he was very very skinny very gaunt and i was like oh like he's gonna film the movie and then once he's done he's gonna bulk up for black panther 2 and he's gonna do kind of like the christian bale thing Right. And for me, I don't even know if I ever thought it was from a role. It, but, like, even when he was kind of gone looking, it was never so, like, it it was never to the level of, like, Christian Bale, I feel like. You know what I mean? Like, right, it wasn't right. Christian Bale and the Machinist. So I was just like, I was like, you know, he's not, he doesn't look great. Right. But, like, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't, yeah. it was not even a second thought. It was just like, hey, and, don't look great. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's also hard to keep on, to just, like, look like that, right? To look, like, right. ripped. You know, you have to eat fucking, like, 20 chicken breasts a day and, <laughs> and work out, like, six hours a day to look like The Rock does or, like, uh, even how he does in Black Panther or how right. um, Michael B. Jordan does. Yeah, absolutely. Any of them. Like, that's, like, <laughs> I remember listening to 
an episode of a podcast uh, called Armchair Expert. Um, and, like, he has Rob... It's Dak Shepard, who's generally in pretty good shape. Mm-hmm. Rob McElhenney, Camille Nanjiani, and I want to say maybe one other person that I can't think of, but maybe it was just them. It might have been just them. And they're just talking... Because, you know, Camille got absolutely shredded mm-hmm. for his new role. And they were just talking, and they're like, no, nah, this is like... Without a trainer, this is impossible. Like, there's no... Like, it's so strict. Like, it... And, like, they're like, I enjoy it, but this is not, like, even really enjoyable. Right. Like, like, I, I, like, I've gotten so into it that it matters, but, like, really, like, no one would want to live this way to, like, keep this up. You right. know what I mean? Like, unless you're getting, like, no, no, no regular Tom Jones on a, like, on a Tuesday in a suburb is going to do this, right? Right. You're either doing this because you, like, make money off of it because you're a trainer or you're on Instagram or right. you're an actor being a fucking superhero. Right. So, like, it, like you said, you seem gaunt and you're like, you know, I don't know. Like, also, the other thing is some dudes just are, look that way, like, naturally. You know what I mean? Like, some dudes are yeah. just kind of skinny and gaunt looking just on their own. And in like, uh, my head, like, maybe that's just how he naturally looks and he bulked up for Black Panther. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. But I just, like, couldn't believe that, like, I'd never heard anything. It was mm-hmm. just, it, like, it, it was it was just a lot all at once. It was, like, that's, like, you go through, like, I'm, it's not the stages of grief, but, like, the, the line of reasoning or whatever. It's, like. How did I not like? How did nobody know right. that this was going on? Yeah, yeah. And, like, and then it. Oh, go ahead. No, no. So go ahead. Finish. So it's like, how did nobody know? And then it's like, how did, how did he keep? How how did he keep people from knowing? Like right. whether whether it's like, people like he told someone, you know what I mean, and it got leaked or not. But like, it, it sounds like people that worked with him didn't even know. You know what I yeah. mean? Like not all of them. And then and it's like, God, like then you go and you're like. Fuck man, like he was, he, he was like ready to go. You know what I mean? Like as far as like movie stardom, like what, like he he could have been in movies for like the rest of his life. You know what oh, I mean? Like and never right. had a problem. Right. I mean, there's no reason. I, I mean, kind of like how I mentioned, I think a few weeks ago about Ryan Coogler. I was like, he made you know Black Panther. Now he can make a movie whatever he wants for the rest of his life. And that's what I felt Chadwick was going to be able to do. He was going to be able to be like, not a maybe not like a Samuel. Jackson, because he's not. He was more reserved, more like Denzel Washington, empowered, more yeah, more more um, regal than than Samuel. But he was a guy that was built to you know last forever, dude. Um, yeah, I, and, like it's, I think there's a lot of roles that like in my head I can imagine Denzel having that like he could yeah. have also done. Yeah, I mean Glory could have done Glory. Yep. Uh, I'm, I'm blanking on. I mean, like remember the Titans. Remember uh, the fucking... Titans? Yes. Yeah. Anything like, like... I could I could imagine him getting aggressive for Training Day, like Denzel. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I could just like because like Denzel's whole thing has always been like very like even when he's playing a role like that, it's very like reserved until mm-hmm. it's not. You know what yeah. I mean? So like, man I, on I just... fire. Right. Yeah. So yeah, it just and... sucks. Yeah. It's no different than the Kobe thing. You know what I mean? Like, yep. I, we weren't doing the podcast, I don't think, when the Kobe thing happened. No, we? no, okay. not yet, no. So, like, my thing with the Kobe situation was just, like, for me, like, it would have been, God, this there's a chance this is going to sound terrible, but I'm being 100% honest here. Like, if, let's say it had been, uh, like, Charles Barkley, right? Mm-hmm. It would be awful, you know what I mean? And, like, he was a great athlete. For all intents and purposes, I mean, like, a decent or good human being. Like, 
And then, you know, like, but at the end of the day, you could be like, Charles Barkley played basketball. And once he was done with basketball, he didn't have anything else. So, like, there's a certain level of, like, completion or closure. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like he, he did his basketball career. And, like, right now he's just analyzing basketball. But I don't think he's, like, I can't imagine he's passionate about analyzing basketball. He probably just, it's something he's good at. He knows basketball well, and it's a paycheck. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's doing it with other people that he's probably friends with. You know what I mean? At that point, it's just, like, a really good job. But, like, the thing that sucked with Kobe was, like, Kobe was a great basketball player, retired, like, and was, like, getting into, like, business ventures, like, going to, like, small business conferences, conventions. You know what I mean? Like, it was, mm-hmm. like he wasn't just, like, coasting on what he already had set up. He was doing, like, completely different things and, like, not... Being, you know what I mean? Like, he wasn't finished in his head. And you could right. tell. Because, like, I, I remember reading something that, like, he literally was at, like, this small business convention that, like, no big names were at or anything. And he just, like, went there because he was, like, trying to figure out what he could do for, I think, the the drink he had or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, like it, there was no closure on that. You know what I mean? Like, when, when he passed, it was just, like, there was, there was more to be going on. You know what I mean? Like, he didn't reach his end goal because he had other stuff he was doing. And it feels that way like Chad McBoseman. You know what I mean? Like, he was in, like, three of the biggest movies of all time. His other movies individually on his own that were good. And it was like, there was so much more room and time. And then it's just like, whenever shit like that happens, you're just like, man, this this shit ain't, like, this shit ain't working. You know what I mean? Like, right. like, like, like the way life goes sucks. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and then, like, um, and then another thing is, like, you know, he didn't, I, I know he probably had a chance to enjoy, you know, like, the, the success. success of it, but it probably isn't the same, right? Like, it's not like, you know, like, Robert Downey Jr. makes Iron Man, and he gets to celebrate, and, like, he just be with his family and, like, have fun, right? But I'm sure for him, it's like, he gets to celebrate and be a, be a part of Black Panther and, and help people and give back, but then, you know, it's always there. Right? right, and it's like one of those things. Like, damn, I mean, like he didn't get a chance to like really enjoy it. Right, he didn't get a chance right. to the enjoy. Right, the same way Robert Downey Jr. has enjoyed Iron Man. Yes, like right, right, right. right. Like, imagine... like he'll look back and be like, every iteration of Iron Man that's ever been, like, will ever be after me is me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Every Iron Man after now is just me. And yeah. like, even if even if you're not looking at it in an egotistical way, it's just like, I did something so great that like. Everyone just wants to copy it. You know what I mean? Right. Like, right. Like, and even something simple like, you know, him looking back at, uh, like, now and being like, man, that first Avengers, when it premiered, I was there with my kids and my family, right? Right. And he didn't have a chance to do that, like, this year. Like, he couldn't look back and be like, wow, when I was there with, Black, you know, doing Black Panther and everything was great because that was always there, I mean, pretty much from when they started filming. Right. Um. So, uh, so yeah, like, it's just, uh, it's just. Just like, fucking sucks. Yeah, just fucking <laughs> just wild and 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 when like you were saying earlier like when you saw it uh the news and it was like stage four like your mind kind of my mind sort of went to try to remember things that didn't exist like for me that was like did i like like remember like is there a memory missing in my mind of him announcing it him saying right right like your mind just kind of tries to fill in the gaps like in the kobe thing it was a helicopter crash like there's no you, there's no way to have known. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like it happened and it was done. Like, this dude lived with stage 3 colon cancer since, like, 2016. Mm-hmm. And nobody knew. That's insane. 
Yeah. I mean, it's one thing, like, yeah, like, you know, John from down the street, but to be, like, like I said, one of the biggest movie stars, uh, and, like, pro- I would say it's, it's, Black Panther wasn't the biggest movie but box office-wise in the last five years, but I would think it's the biggest, like, culturally. I, it might be tied with, like, Endgame, but in terms of the cultural impact of it, I would say probably since, like, The Force Awakens, the, the first new Star Wars movie. In terms yeah. of the biggest ones in the last five years, and on top of uh, that, I I don't this is this is me on the outside kind of looking in, but like I also feel like the Black Panther felt like a big shift in like minorities getting their like due time on screen in big movies. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, I mean, like, like, the like first you would one always like get like huge. You would always get like the uh, like I'm trying to think of like a movie off the top of my head that I can't like. It's like like the Medea movies, for lack of a better like example. I just came up with it. Is like like it's very clearly for like a black or African American audience. You know what I mean? Like that's generally who it's targeted to. Plenty of people enjoy it, but it's not like those don't have the same cachet as like a Black Panther does. You know what right, I mean? Right, right. It doesn't have the Disney like machine the Medea thing. It. That and it's like the Medea thing is kind of like a, a. I'm gonna use the word gimmick. That's probably not what I'm looking for, but like it's like a. Um, it's just like you know what you're getting exactly. Like like this like to me was like we can give minorities like leading roles across the board or have a movie that's just about minorities and it actually just be a, a like a big blockbuster movie. Mm-hmm. It doesn't it's not like it doesn't have to target specific demographics and hit certain notes. Like it can just be a really good movie that happens to have a lot of black people or like crazy rich asians like a bunch of asian people you know what i mean like like, yes we can make these movies and they just be good movies they don't have to be caricatures of the society that people are in you know what i mean or or anything like that and so like that like that level of even just like cultural impact you know what i mean which is even like outside of the movie itself like nothing about the movie makes that work it's just that like or nothing that happens inside the movie you know what i mean like plot wise story wise nothing about that impacts that but i do like that is a part of its impact you know what i mean no yeah yeah totally yeah and i i I totally agree and um yeah and it 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 sucks because it would have been it just you know because like chris hemsworth is gonna get thor what is this thor four coming out soon that's gonna be his seventh time being thor right yes three avengers no no it's eighth eighth uh, four Avengers, three Thors, eighth time being Thor, right? Yeah. And like it's like well, Chadwick had there's, Chad... there's Civil War. He's in that said like ninth time being Thor, right? Uh, I don't think Thor he's in Civil, Civil War. War. No. Uh-uh. Oh, okay. Because right. he's uh, he's in space with Thor. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, oh wait, uh, uh, Hulk. Hulk. Yeah, no, you're yeah, right. My bad. Um, and it just sucks because he, you know, Chadwick isn't gonna get to do like you know three more Black Panthers and be in like two more Avengers right because he was supposed to be you know now that Captain America and Iron Man gone it was supposed to be about to say it's gonna like him it was gonna be him and like Spider-Man him Spider-Man and Captain Marvel were gonna be like the next like Star Wars right? like the be... the core you know right like the ones that they bring back for the main Avengers movies I think Thor was gonna kind of get I'm gonna say relegated to like comic relief yeah you know what I mean like like I not to say like he's only there for jokes. Like his character's still good, and he was gonna be a important character, just like yeah. he was in Endgame and Infinity War. But like, I think like you know what I mean. Like if we're talking about the core, like when you think of the Avengers, you think of Captain America and Iron Man. I think you were gonna think of like yeah. Black Panther, Spider Man, and 
Maybe Captain Marvel. Yeah, and now he's not gonna chan- not gonna have a chance to make you know three or four Captain Marvels. Not Captain Marvel, sorry, Black Panther movies, right? One, three, two, three, four, um, and then you know like like a, the big one, the, the collabo, yeah, yeah team ups yeah. or whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, and, and like this is the last time I think there was something who died like this suddenly that I was like, holy shit! In terms of um, like uh, cultural, uh, not cultural, uh, entertainment side would be like probably heath ledger right right um, 12 years ago i would say that was the last time when i saw the news i was like holy shit and, and the like, only other one i could think of off the top well. of my head oh yeah yeah well like i don't know how old he was like uh he was like 30 well sorry i meant like the guy i'm about to say like philip seymour hoffman right oh oh yeah him too. yes and yes robin williams i think were like the other big ones yeah but like those are those are those were even more different because like those were like, uh, I don't know, I can't remember well enough, but I want to say those were like kind of like some depression and mental health issues and some substance abuse issues that ultimately got the best of them. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And like, it, you can be shitty and be like, oh, just make better choices or, you know, whatever. But like, this one's like extra shitty because it's just cancer. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like yeah. so like unavoidable feeling. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, when it's cancer, it either gets you or it doesn't, and that's it. You know what I mean? Like, there's no like, well, he decided to, you know, like, he got help and got clean. Like, there's none of that, like, willing of yourself to, like, get through it. You know what I mean? It's just, like, yeah. it just gets you where it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah it sucks. Yeah. It just definitely sucks. sucks. And, yeah. So. And also, someone pointed out that, like, in Black Panther and the Avengers, like, there's so much just, like, so many themes of just, like, death and rebirth. And, like, how, like either fulfilling or awful that must have felt to be him and be the, you know what i mean like yeah or maybe even free cathartic I mean, like yeah, yeah you know cathartic. I mean? it'd be him being like you know this if this is what it is then i choose to believe that this is what it's going to be for me and my family right right because nobody knows so but there's a gif him, like in black panther where he's like just walking with his arms out and he's like i am not dead yeah like, God, yeah, that's, like that dude had stage three possibly stage four cancer when he did that scene you know what i mean like yeah. it's just so like God, I, like I, I just wonder what was going through his head filming that. Yeah, because it has to mean something. You know what I mean? Like, he, there's no way you're right. going through that and you don't internalize something into that. Or, line when you yeah, yeah, it. like you're like you can't be that good of an actor and then just like be the kind of guy who comes on set and goes says his I'm lines. Reading my lines. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Like you have to like fuck. Put like he was the in... one who chose the accent. He was the one. Like he, a lot of what he does in the movie, he brought in himself. Right. Um. But. Uh, but yeah, it sucks. I rewatched it last night, and it's still great. Um, and uh, you know, every time I watch it, I stick with the story more and more. Like when I first watched it, I was like, "Oh, this is cool. It's like spectacle, and like, you know, a black superhero, and like, you know, Killmonger's cool, and it's a cousin stuff." But um, every time I watch it, just like the 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 tragic aspects of Killmonger's story, along with uh, Black Panther or uh, um, T'Challa realizing that he what he has to do to avoid things like that from right. ever happening again is what really sticks with me and, and what makes me go fuck like, this is better than like so much better than everything else like there's just like that extra that was that, that was it. one that was totally like like there's the argument to be made now that like superhero movies aren't really a genre anymore they're just like a um a vehicle for whatever genre you want to do yeah and that one was very like almost like a political like drama in the form of a superhero movie. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it, like it felt... Logan's a Western and... Right. Uh, exactly. Yeah. 
So like that that was like one of the first ones where I was like this like really kind of transcended like what a superhero movie is. You know what yeah. I mean? Not that it's the first one, but like it, it did it exceptionally well, I feel. Yeah. Like. And it was like Killmonger was like a villain that like had legitimate reasoning, like like legitimate um what's the word I'm looking for? Like uh reasons uh, or, to be the yeah. way he was. Like I don't know what the phrase I'm looking for here is, but like motivations. Motivations, that's what it is. Like yeah. he had legitimate motivations. Like whether you agreed with his message or not, which is it's clearly like his idea doesn't exactly work, but like you can see all the reasons why you would come to that conclusion if you were in issues. Right. So yeah. that's, and it's like, you don't have that with a lot of villains. You know what I mean? So like, yeah. it's just an extra layer of like, it being really good. But yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. So I watched that last night. Um, but then we can to segue over to the next topic, uh, about what else we've been watching. Yeah. Um, Tyler, what have, what have you been watching other than black Panther? Um, or other than me watching black Panther? I was actually planning on watching some of the other movies that he he was in, like the Jackie Robinson one and the James Brown one. Oh um, yeah, I watched the ja- the James Brown one. That one was um that one was it was pretty good. I saw it years ago though. Right. But I do want to watch the Jackie Robinson one. Uh, forty two. Yeah. Right. But um, I did start Avatar: The Last Airbender. Um, I know Sweet. you've already watched it and you watched it yeah. kind of recently. Yeah. So like I remember, first of all, that was like whether it's classified as an anime or not is besides the point but like it was in my head as a kid an anime and so like Mm -hmm. as i got older i was like i've heard that's like really good i've heard that that show is so good but like in my head i'm like the other examples i have right are like dragon ball z and dragon ball z is like 45 seasons 1022 episodes per season and i was like i'm just not trying to sink it like naruto is like eh, 5,500 seasons, 32,000 episodes per season. Like, yeah. And so I was like, I don't have that time to sink into Avatar. And I was scrolling past it on Netflix, and I, like, stopped on it. And I hit, mm-hmm. like, I think I just, like, hit select or whatever. And it was like, I saw that there were three seasons. And I was like, there's only three seasons? I'm totally getting into this. Like, I just, in my head, the barrier entry was so inexplicably high. Because, like, like I said, it's just like... As a kid, those are the ones that were on when I was a kid. And those are all super long, drawn out. This shit's three seasons. I was like, I'm totally going to watch this now. You're like, I'm fucking on board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and I felt the same way watching it too. Um, just because, like, I'd always heard it was great. But what people had always said was the fact that it's very, um, like, finite, right? It's like a beginning, middle, and end. It's like, it, that's what always, that's why I wanted to watch it when it came on Netflix. Was that people had always said that to me that it was like, hey, like, it's this. It's you know, boom, 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 right? Um, right. But yeah. So how far along are you? Did you finish it? I'm actually only three episodes in. I like, oh, okay. just started it. Oh, okay. Um. So uh, so, I I obviously like three episodes in. You can't really tell whether something's good or bad. Yeah. Um. But so far, like all of it seems good. It, it seems like they've done a pretty good job of like. I can kind of tell like the the character types of each person. You know what I mean? Like I can tell like what I'm going to expect from this character. What I'm going to expect from this one, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I know what Ang's Ang's gonna be like a real carefree kind of blah 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 that I'm assuming probably is gonna have to battle with this, you know, his avatar self or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I can tell that Sokka, you know what I mean, is gonna be like uh, he's gonna be the archetype that's like kind of a pain in the ass, like kind of annoying at the beginning, 
and, like just because of how serious he takes himself but then by the end it's going to make sense like it, like this level of seriousness he takes himself is probably going to match to like where he is as a character mm-hmm. and i could be wrong but it's I, like i said i'm three episodes in and i feel like that's where i'm I can tell what to expect, and they're doing it well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, It doesn't feel forced. No, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm glad you, you know, you started it. Um, I I like it. Um, I like that. I mean, I, I think I talked about it last time, or when we, you know, when I watched, when I watched it, because it, uh, it, they put it on Netflix on, I think, like, May 15th, I think, mid-May. Um, mm-hmm. And I finished it, I think, a few weeks after that. Um, but I really liked it and I liked it because I personally have never been a huge fan of a monster of the week type, um, show like, um, like X-Files or I think there's like a show called Fringe. Um, I just, I I don't know. I never, I've never liked them. I've always preferred like a serialized show like Breaking Bad or The Wire or Game of Thrones or any of those. Um, but this one, I think it is, it, 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 it's a perfect mix where it does have like, you know, not monster of the week per se, but like, you know, they visit a town and that town has a specific problem, but I think it does the balance between that and carrying a single story forward that you kind of end up not really noticing that it's like, Oh, this week we're meeting these folks in this town. Um, I think maybe one episode, one or two episodes here or there, they do sort of stick out where it's like, all right. This is a little weird. We haven't checked in with other characters, type thing. But for the most part, they blend both of both of them so well that right. you don't even notice. And so I think it's a perfect mix where, like, if you do prefer like a Criminal Minds or CSI, where it's like this happens this week, you'll love it. But then also, if you like a straightforward story, you'll also love it um, because they balance it so perfectly. Uh, another. So with that being said, you need to try and find and watch um, Cowboy Bebop. Oh, it's like yeah, a, it's yeah, an yeah. anime and it, it works like a lot the same way. Like there's kind of an overarching it, it's it's like a monster of the week, but it is telling you enough about characters and their motivations along the way that like even though they're never really moving towards the end objective per se, like you start, you know what the end objective is because some things happen. And then like you get a bunch of little stories in between that don't really have anything to do with it. It's just like I'm trying to get from point A to point B, and these are all the stops I have to make in the middle. Yeah. And, like, they don't have anything to do with the story, but I'm I'm kind of fleshing out, like, how my character acts, how he thinks, how like, how he feels, and, and like, what his motivations are as we go. And I, it does that the whole way. And that it, that one's a little more abstract than I feel like this one's going to be, but uh-huh. it's still really good. Yeah, I, I, I definitely want to watch that one, especially because I think you mentioned it a couple weeks ago when we were discussing... Right. Um, I forget what show it was, but yeah, I, it's, it's on my we were list. talking about, I think, animes that were getting turned into uh, movies, right? Or yeah, ad- like adapted. live action movies. Because yep. I think they were they're planning on doing that with Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. So, but yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah. Um, what have you been watching? Yeah. So, like I said, uh, Black Panther last night still great. Um, but I also finished up. Um, I may destroy you, which I think I mentioned a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, it's the HBO show by Michaela Cole, uh, written and directed or written and co-directed by her and, and also starring her. And I finished, so I finished that show up. Um, and it was fantastic. Um, I think the first, if you're watching or if you want to watch it, I think you should give it at least three episodes before you sort of decide whether you want to keep going or stop. I think mm-hmm. the story, it's, simul- it's, um, it's not a show you can watch one a night. 
but then I also think it's not a show you can binge. Um, so I think I did two a day. You could do two or three a day or, you know, take, you know, maybe watch two or three and then, you know, take a couple of days off and then come back to it. Uh, because I think it is, it, it doesn't, some episodes are kind of like the pilot. The first episode's kind of, ju- you just kind of go like, okay, like, what was that about? Just because it doesn't right. fill itself. Like all you did was show me the characters and like you didn't really tell me what's going on or what we're doing here. Either. Yeah, like, yeah. And the, the way it ends, you kind of go like, okay, like I guess I kind of want to keep watching. And then, But then some of them are so heavy that I think you need you do need a break afterward. But I think you need a break not just mentally, not just because of what the subject matter is, but also just to sort of mull over um, and think about it. But the, fa- the finale was fantastic. Um, I don't think they're going to make a second season. I don't see how they could. Or maybe they couldn't just change on what it's about um just some parts of what it's about um but i think it leaves all the characters on a really good spot in terms of like you know there's no like you don't watch it and go what the fuck we didn't see tiny tim in episode five and you know and we never saw him again what the hell was that about right um so i definitely recommend it like it it was uh fantastic um but yeah so that's uh i think or uh i may destroy you on hbo max and then uh, after I finished that, I started Harley Quinn, uh, which mm-hmm. is also on HBO Max, um, and it's the animated show uh, that I think used to be on DC Universe. I think it's called DC Universe or DC Comics Universe. It was like the standalone streaming service for DC Comics um, adaptations. Okay. Um, I think they had. Um, I would I would guess that they would put all of the animated movies on there, like mm-hmm. uh, Red Hood and all those. Uh, but then they also had like uh, Doom Patrol and a couple of other things on there. And then mm-hmm. when HBO Max launched, they just sort of absorbed or I guess, I don't know if it's still a thing or not, but I know that they took most of the shows and they just put them on the HBO Max uh, platform. Right. Uh, yeah. And so this one is a lot like, um, I'm, I'm, I'm like you. I've only watched like I think four or five episodes um but it's it's good uh it's it's pretty funny um and it's r like it is hard r in terms of what the violence is in the language yeah and it's harder than the movie which makes me which backs up my point that i've had about the movie which is that it didn't have to be r because the r that's in there isn't very hard so you could have easily trimmed everything made it pg-13 and made it more accessible for people specifically like young women who i think would love the movie um right but this comic or this animated show is like harder. Like it's like fucks and shits and like the violence is like much more um, uh, graphic than the uh, live action one. Um, yeah, like if you're going to, the thing is, if you're going to go like R, you need to go full like fucking Logan. Yeah, Logan you know I mean? or like, Deadpool, right? Motherfuckers yeah. getting, uh, you know, claws through the face. Yeah. Um, but and I'm not just saying that for to make it gratuitous. I'm just saying like I, I think it should have been hard because it's like it adds the the, the what's the word I'm looking for? You're like the gravity of it. You know yeah. What I mean? like, well, and not just the gravity, but then also like so when I went to see uh, Birds of Prey, I was like I wish more people would see because I really enjoyed it because the action is great. But then you know it rated R, so people who like for example me when I was 15 or 16 or even you know high school girls who want to see Harley Quinn who are you know, 14 or 15, they can't go see it like on a Friday night or, you know, back when theaters were a thing, they couldn't see it on a Friday night because it's rated R. But I think what it talks about, what it says and what it's about, they, they could, they could have watched it. Like it, it, nothing in that movie is super like, oh my gosh, I gotta look away. Or even the language isn't like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they're saying filthy things like that. 
It's all pretty yeah. much just like the lightest R you can have or like a pretty simple R that they could have easily chopped up, made it PG-13 and more accessible to people. Right. Um, but the show is good. Um, it, it borrows a lot of the animation style, both in, ter- in terms of like the characters in the world from the animated show. Remember that one from the 90s? Do you yeah. The Batman animated series? Yep. So like Two-Face, I think it's like pretty much the same Two-Face. Um, Poison Ivy, I think, is pretty similar to the one that's in that one. Batman, same thing. Um so it, it looks like that. The one thing I, I think it hurts it a little bit that I'm excited or I'm curious to see if it fixes in season two is the the animation looks a little cheap sometimes. It looks a little blocky. Right. Like the, the movements aren't as smooth as the animated series. It doesn't look like it, it, it looks shiny because it's on HD, but it doesn't look expensive like something like Rick and Morty does or right. something like... Um, even something on Cartoon Network where the design is, you know, have these insane designs and it looks like rich and it moves and it flows. It looks a little boxy, a little stiff sometimes. Um, but and that's that's like pretty common, like with first like seasons of stuff. Right. Like, right. Um, like even if you look at like the first season of like Family Guy, you know what I mean? Like it yeah. feels so terrible compared to like the actual animation. You know what I mean? Whether yeah, or not now. it's actually a better show. Mm-hmm. But like the animation of it, as simple as the animation for something like Family Guy is... Like, it still looks better, smoother, quicker now than it did when it started. Right, right. Same and with, he... like, any other anime, really. Yeah. I think it's because there's, like... I think there's so much, like, minutia in, in animating something in, like, a 2D way and, like, a comic-looking kind of way. There's so much, like... There, there's so many little small things that can kind of give off uh, appearances of stuff. And, and that, like... You kind of tackle those as you go, and then you can go back and reuse little bits of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And, and you know, another one example would be, like, Rick and Morty, even. Like I just mentioned it, and just yeah. looking expensive. But, like, the first season looks, like, just kind of okay. But if you look at the detail and the, 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 the scale that, or the deep, yeah, just, like, the, the fucking detail that they have in, like, the latest season, it is so much more complex that you go, holy shit, like, you can tell that the money is on the screen, right? Right. Um, but this isn't the case here, and I am very excited to see what they do with, with what they do with season two to see if maybe it's a little bit more polished. Um, but uh, but yeah, yeah. So so far, I'm enjoying it. Uh, 22 minute episodes, 13 in season one, 13 in season two. So I should finish it within like a week or two. Um, yeah, that's the other thing. I think Avatar also has like 22 minute episodes, right? Mm-hmm. They're pretty yeah, short. yeah, yeah. It's like I finished the episode. I was like, what? Yeah. It didn't take up like my whole afternoon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. And it's so interesting that um, it, it's interesting to me that shows still choose to do exactly 22 minutes. Like Harley Quinn is exactly 22 minutes. Like the episodes are usually 22 minutes. Um, yeah. But I think, well, why are they doing that? Because literally the only reason half hour shows have always been 22 minutes or hour long episodes have always been 44 or 45 is because of commercials ad breaks yeah yeah so i'm like why are you doing that nobody is telling you to do that i mean i appreciate it because i feel like always when a show is forced into the 22 minute rule it improves it like it makes it it makes you fucking you're it's more concise yeah it's like just like any sort of yeah any sort of like essay like it, it there's a certain like there's like a um a sweet spot Right. Which is that, like, if it's too short, like, if it should legitimately should be 44 minutes of a show, if you try to cram it into 22, like, you're going to miss and not explain or not show motivation. You know what I mean? You're going to, like, right. miss something what you need. But, like, if it's supposed to be a 22-minute show and you're stretching it out to 45, it's like, it's like, yeah. you're just getting a lot of, like, just drab garbage kind of in the middle that, like, doesn't really 
help. Right. And so, like, if it's something that can legitimately be put in 22 minutes, it's always its best at that 22 minutes. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's the problem that ran into the Arrested Development reboot. I mean, I know that was, like, the first show Netflix ever did. I think it was, like, back in 2014 or 2013, like, one of those. Um, And so the first three seasons of Arrested Development were on Fox, and each one of them was 22 minutes 22-minute yeah. episodes, three seasons. Uh, but then when they went to Netflix, the episodes were like 28 minutes, 27 minutes, and you could feel the fat, right? Like, you could feel right. things weren't as smooth as they could be. So I, I am uh, appreciative that Harley Quinn trims it down to 22 minutes, even though they absolutely don't have to, because I right. really doubt that they... I mean, there's no window where they have to fit 22 minutes, right? So even if they wanted to do 25 minutes in ads, they could do that. But right. I appreciate that they're doing 22 and that I th- I feel like these day I feel like the twenty two minute thing kind of um, naturally has sort of act breaks and and story beats that have already been caked into it in the last eighty years mm-hmm. of television. That's the other thing. It's like not not for nothing. Even if we're you know taking out that part of it, like or taking out um, just like needing to hit twenty two minutes just artificially because we think that's a good number. Like it's been done at twenty two minutes for so long that we have all this evidence of how to properly do it well. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We know exactly, like, I bet you they probably have it down to, like, a time. You know what I mean? Like, like right. we should be getting, like, th- this introduction part of our episode done, like, where we introduce the problem, the characters, and, the like, the plan, like, yeah. eight minutes or something. Right. You know what I mean? Like, they probably have that down, like, that needs to be done by this amount of time. Yeah. And then this amount of time is dealing with it, and then this amount of time is the aftermath. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, have you ever seen the maps, the story maps that they have for, uh, like they had for Breaking Bad? They I would haven't. put like um, on a white, on a not a whiteboard, yeah, a whiteboard. Um, they would put like Act One, Two, Three, and Four, and then like a little epilogue or something. And right. then they would have like four or five note cards that had what each scene had to get across, um, going uh, dia- um, horizontally across those act breaks. Um, that's why I feel like something. That's why I feel like something like a, a well done bottle episode is so, um, um, I say it's so notice not noticeable, but it's so um, worth. What do you mean, bottle episode? Oh, it's um, it's when a an episode in like a sitcom or a drama where uh, the characters break sort of the natural story convention and they like spend the entire episode in one spot in one location. Oh, okay. um, so like, um, like the fly episode of Breaking Bad or, right. um, there's like a community episode where they, uh, lock themselves up in the study room and then I think they end up taking their clothes off or something. Um, yeah. so, uh, that's why I think like something like that is so impressive if it's done well, because it's like you're breaking the convention and you're showing that you can flex your muscles and do this, um, you know, in, in, uh, fucking just one room. Right. Yeah, we can hit all these acts and, and points and get across everything we need to without actually moving. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, that's what we've been watching. And then uh, something soon that we're going to be watching is the is NFL. Football. NFL's back. Football uh, is back, baby. Back. Yeah. For the time being, I guess. So, do you think they're going to – how far do you think they're going to make it into this season? All right. Here it is. Official prediction. Drum roll. I think six weeks. I think six weeks. weeks. I think we're going to finish week six, and then around that time, something's going to happen, and then that's going to be it. Which puts us, that would be what, like mid to late October? 
Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, do you I think, think it's gonna finish, or what do you, what do you what do you think? I I think there's a chance it might finish, and I don't I don't say that because it should. Mm-hmm. I think I think there's a chance it's gonna roll through it like baseball's doing, like. MLB's having cases just pop up left and right. They're just like, eh, they don't play then. You know what I mean? Like, to cancel that game, just keep it moving. Mm-hmm. Like, like, we're just getting through this season. Like, Goodell seems like the type of person that would just be like, I don't give a shit. Like, yeah, like, got, full steam ahead. Put, we're gonna... put games on TV. Don't care if any of these games matter because half these teams aren't even fucking playing anymore because they're all sick. Like, don't care. Just put games on TV. Mm-hmm. Get the ad revenue. You know what I mean? And And we'll just make it work. Like, we'll just push forward. Yeah, like I, I feel like um, I, I think you're right. I, I, I do, I, I guys, like I do think it's gonna do um six weeks. But if I, it wouldn't surprise me if, like you said, like if, um, Roger Goodell was like, just push forward. Like who gives a shit? Like what's his name? Right. Rob Bat, Rob uh, Manford. Um, because you're right. Like I, you know, a couple weeks ago they had that scare where the Marlins, you know, the the whole team had it, right? Yeah. Um, and then. Everybody was everybody was like, "Oh my gosh, baseball! It's gonna be canceled by Friday," yeah. and then it wasn't, and then they just kind of kept it going, and then now it's kind of still going, right? Right. <laughs> um, but I, I did think I, I do think that I heard that that little outbreak um, by the Marlins was caused by people being a little bit reckless, right. and then I think other teams, I think like the Cubs have Anthony Rizzo, who I think is immunocompromised, or, or uh, I think, or somebody on the Cubs is immunocompromised, or, or they've had problems with their, uh, being sick, where they've been a little bit more careful, and they haven't had as many people get it. So I think if that is drilled into every NFL team's head, like, hey, like if you mess up, if you go out and do this, or if you go out and do that, or that's going to get everybody in trouble, you are jeopardizing the entire team, right? Right. Um. So I think, and I also think it's easier to be like, all right, guys, just just like 16 weeks just you can do it or like say like all right just you know be careful just be okay by like sunday or like don't be dumb you know what i'm saying like it's much yeah. easier than to say we're gonna play three games tomorrow two games after you know like baseball yeah yeah on its own outside of all this baseball has the most insane schedule of any sport yeah 162 like, is insane I, yeah that's so that's so many fucking games bro yeah. Yeah, and I th- I think just like standing out in the fucking heat, in the fucking bro. heat, like double header <laughs> shits, and I do th- I think that that number is never gonna go down because baseball is so, um, uh, controlled, so focused on the numbers that yeah. anything that is gonna mess up the way that numbers have been held or records have been kept is not just not gonna be something that they're gonna right consider right like if like people like they're gonna be like well what about batting average what if it goes down at the end you know we batting this yeah. is, they hold up the book like this is what matters you know the record book <laughs> um so but uh but yeah but i think nfl maybe isn't as much especially given that you know like they've had years with strikes where they've missed a couple games and the records from those years stand right so right exactly so i think there's a chance it's gonna just go all the way through and like I don't know what that's going to mean. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what that's going to look like. But I can, like like we said, I can just imagine just being like, everyone being like, fuck it, just keep going. Just put games on TV. Like, just keep going. Right. Yeah, I yeah. think as long as no one dies. I think, you know, I, I think it, which is awful, but I think it would take someone literally dying from that for it to be like, all right, now we got to shut it down. And <laughs> even, honestly, dude, like, it might not even be until somebody who's, like, maybe recognizable. 
Yeah. Like if it's like Jeez. you know, like a third string corner, they might practice squad. They, or like yeah. a practice squad guy, they might postpone games like a week, like push everything back a week, and then get back to it. But but then you never know. You know, yeah. it might be like one of those things like college basketball. You know, when everything was shutting down, where nobody really got sick, but then it was just kind of like, well, we can't be the only league that does this. Like keep it going, yeah. right? Like a, a like a, a a growing snowball going down a hill where like, you know, like who was it? Like um. Somebody in the Big Ten got sick, and then they're like, well, cancel the Big Ten, and then Pac-12 followed, right? Because they didn't want to be the only people. Um, right. So I think it'll be like that. But it's hard to say. Like, I, I think, you know, maybe it, it, it's a little bit of cynicism to say they're going to keep it going, but then also they might not. But then, you know, it's hard to know how people will be swayed and how the rest of people will feel about it as it happens. Right, exactly. So with all that being said, we had our fantasy football draft today. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And How so, you feeling about your team? I, I feel good. Um, it's it's hard to know. Like for me, fantasy football is like one of those things where like it's about twenty percent skill, twenty whatever the Fort Minor quote is, um, <laughs> concentrated power of will. Um, I think it's like third. I would say it's like a good portion is drafting a good team right off the bat, right? Because yeah. you, Chris, there only is one Christian McCaffrey. You know, right? Like, there was only one um, Derrick Henry last year. Um, but then I also think it's luck. Like, picking up, like, the guy that goes off in the first week. Like, Arian Foster a couple years ago. That's, right. like, the one I always think about. Like, the guy went off for 200 and something yards against the Colts in week one. And then everybody picked him up and rode him the rest of the time. Um, and then, of course, it's luck. Like, I think it's, like, you just, like, you know, sometimes you get the guy. You are the guy who scores 115. Everybody else scores less than 100 except for one guy who happens to be the guy that you're playing yeah um but i feel good about my team um but i'll know more after like week one right so looking at my team i don't feel super great um which is funny because i will do nothing but talk shit about how i'm definitely gonna win um don't feel great about the team though mm-hmm. <laughs> and like what's funny is that like Every single, I feel like every year we've done this, like, I go to look at our first, like, week one matchup, and, like, you just look, not even really against your matchup, but you just see what everyone's projected to get for their team. Mm-hmm. I feel like my team is never, like, the highest. Like, right. my team's never, like, the team that's projected to get, like, 110 right out the gate. And it's like, but, like, you go, but like, I'm always in, like, the, I feel like I'm always in the playoffs. Like, yeah. And it sucks because like you look at you, you like look at a guy and you see that like they're running back and their quarterback each projected like the most that week and you're like well what the fuck like my guys were there like why was this guy ranked 15 and he's projected 10 points when the guy who was ranked 16 is gonna project 20 like how like then why don't you just you know like it makes no sense what happened here yeah like what the fuck happened <laughs> um, but yeah I think uh, yeah I'm excited I'm excited I'm always excited for for fantasy um, but. Uh, um, yeah, let's hope my team goes well, and let's hope that the week post week one pickups go well. Yeah, absolutely. I pay attention to that waiver wire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have any specific like uh, predictions as to the season? Like anything like defensive player of the year or coach of the year, or maybe like a team that you think is going to do crazy? Like, do you have a, a, a outlandish or not outlandish like right, a hot so take like, for the season that you think? Obviously, we're going to win the Super Bowl, right? The Cowboys. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and people can be like it's an asterisk you know these people half the patriots chose to uh sit out the season it doesn't count yeah i don't give a fuck dude i'm celebrating so hard if we win i don't care if i have to do it like 
from a fucking coffin because half the population in the U.S. is dead. I'm going to be celebrating somehow. Oh, yeah. Um, so, there's that. Um, mm-hmm. I think Cam Newton's going to have a big year. I, I really do think Cam Newton's going to have a big year. I really um, hope so, yeah. And not just because I picked him up in fantasy, because I, I, oh, yeah, I, I forgot do you like, did. <laughs> yeah, I like him a lot, and, and I, I do think I feel like he was given um, the short end of the straw in, in Carolina, and he was kind of screwed over. Um, but I, I'm excited to see what he does, um, and how he fits, and how he's used by Josh McDaniels and, and Belichick. Absolutely, I think. I think Tampa Bay might come up a little short of expectations. I think so too. I think I that's think, one team that, like, I that, you know, everybody's sort of praising them, but for me, it's like the one team that, if you told me at the end of the year, oh, they win six and ten, I would be like, yeah, that makes sense. The quarterback is washed. But then if you yeah. told me, oh, they win fourteen and two, I would be like, well, yeah, Tom Brady's the quarterback. What do you expect? Right? <laughs> like either way, you gave Tom Brady two good receivers, of course. I, you know. Exactly. It's like you know, and and then Gronk's there, and then the running backs are solid, and then Bruce Arians is a great coach. It's like. Either one, you could be like, you could tell me, and I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. Whereas right. something like the the foot, Washington football team, you could be like, oh, their season was one in fifteen. I'd be like, yeah, of course. But if you said they went twelve and four, I would have been like, like Wait, what the what? fuck? What the fuck? What are you talking about? Like, cut that shit the fuck off. Like, what the fuck? What are you talking about? Like, did uh, you know, Dwayne Haskins become Cam Newton two point like tw- from twenty fifteen? Like, what the fuck? Um, but. Uh, yeah, I think t- the the Bucks. I feel like I, I I agree with you in terms of the Bucks in terms of what it feels. I think like they're, they're just putting to... a little too much faith into a guy who is probably the greatest quarterback of all time, but is way past his prime and played poorly with the best coach in the league last year. You know what yes. I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I know he he was MVP. I think. Three years ago, so before well, Mahomes' crazy year, I think he was MVP. But it's like, like fuck, like you know, it happens quick. Yeah, I mean, we saw what happened to Peyton Manning, right? Right. Like, you know, dude puts up fifty plus fifty six touchdowns, and then two years later, he's throwing ducks out there and can barely right. put up, you know, two thousand yards. Right. Um. So I, I mean, I'm, I'm interested to see that, um, and see how that goes. Any other, any other big. Uh... Big predictions on your end? Yeah, yeah. So I think I I, I was going to say, call it my dark horse because I think, you know, we talked about it before we recorded, but I'm going to go ahead and say it's not just my dark horse prediction. It's like my straight up prediction, um, which is that I feel like Dak Prescott has a very good chance to be MVP this year. Oh my god! Heat check, dude. <laughs> Damn, son. <laughs> um, I, th- I do think he has what it takes to be MVP. Um, I think, so first of all, the wet, a him getting better. If he makes a similar improvement in terms of year to year, like he did last year, then he's going to be a lot better this year because last year he was pretty good. I think he's like, I th- we've talked about him before. Like he had right. little things here and there where you just go like, eh, like, I don't know, dude. Um, but I think if he wipes those out and improves as much as he did year to year last season, I think mm-hmm. he'll be much better. The weapons are there. Um, you know, they got an, uh, another year with Amari Cooper, another year with um, Michael Gallup. Um, hopefully our tight end gets a little better. And then they picked up CeeDee Lamb, who mm-hmm. I was, I th- I'm pretty sure he was considered the best wide receiver in the draft, right? And then he I, fell to the Cowboys at like 15 or 16. 
I don't know that he was considered the best, but he's definitely at least like top three. I feel like I feel like there might have been another one, but I'm maybe not Jerry sure. Judy. Maybe yeah. I'd have to look at the draft again just to see the names. Yeah, um, but he was definitely up there. I was definitely surprised that we were able to get that we were to get him right, right. And so the weapons are there. Offensive line is always great. Although our center Travis uh, Frederick he retired. Um, yeah, that hurt. That that sucked. But hopefully, I mean, the line is still the line. You know, as long as Tyron Smith yeah. is there, I feel good. And him and Zach Martin, as long as both both of them are there, and then Lyle Collins is there, I feel good about it. Um, Real quick, every time I think about our offensive line and, and Tyron Smith's names come up, all I can, the only thing I can think of is that like, when you imagine an offensive lineman, right? Yeah. You imagine Zach Martin. You imagine yes. this big, just heavy dude. That's just out here pushing weight around like it's nothing. Yes. You know what he's I mean? Like like, a, he's like a fucking bowling ball with legs. Right. But like with legs fucking, that move like at 4-3 at speed. Right. Like you imagine like Jason Giambi but taller and bigger. Like built like a barrel. You know what I mean? Yes. Like literally the size of a barrel. Tyron Smith looks like a Greek god, dude. Like he's, he's not. He's not also – and he's not fat at all. He's, he's like just Aaron like – <laughs> Yeah, but I feel like even Aaron Donald's a little more thick. Like, Tyron Smith just, I feel like, is just, like, chiseled and has, like, these long-ass fucking arms. He's just, like, out here just shoving people around. I mean, he, he, you know, you, you always see him wearing a knee brace on his um, elbow. Right. right. <laughs> like, you're like, what the fuck, dude? Your elbow is the size of my leg. Damn, son. What's your fuck? Damn, son. Um, and I feel, yes, I agree completely. I feel like he's a lot like LeBron James. Like, I've always told people LeBron James, like, he's, like, 6'8", right? But he's not, like, he, he's not, like, old school seven-footers where... Right, the thing is, is, like, people will say, like, he's the same height and weight as, like, Carl Malone. I was, like, whole different kind of weight. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like The way they move, Carl right? Mal- yeah, Carl Malone was built like a center. You know right, I mean? like... right. And LeBron James is, like, a dude, like, a normal-sized dude that just got made extra large right the <laughs> right. way he moves the way he like looks in the in like it's like that it's like that's that's tyron smith it's like a yeah. normal dude who was like six two who just got like put in a machine that made him just bigger and like bigger and amplified everything they gave him the super soldier serum you know right I mean? <laughs> right like he wasn't yeah exactly like he wasn't he, he he's not like um who was who's just like a big tall dude that was put on the line just because he was big as fuck i don't know fucking the guy that's not on our team anymore that we just drafted like three years ago, like What's just like a, Taco like, <laughs> Taco Charlton, yeah, or like Ron Leary, right? Like just like right. big dudes that just like move, like they're six seven or like six eight. Right. Um. But so the offensive line is there. The defense, I think, should be better. Hopefully, maybe. Yeah. Um. <laughs> that's all I can ever say about our defense is like. Mm. Right. I'm never like we're gonna shut motherfuckers <laughs> down. I'm always like I think it'll be okay. I think I maybe we maybe. can hold them to thirty. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a couple of years ago, I said, you know, if they can hold the defense, the defense can hold people to 25 points, we would have been, like, fucking, like, 12 and 4. Right. Um, and so, but then also, the final thing, I think, is Mike McCarthy, who was the former coach of the Packers, and he led Aaron Rodgers to two MVPs. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying that he's, you know, Aaron Rodgers level, but I think the parts are there to sort of brew a perfect storm of potential MVP-ness. Yeah, I think if all things broke the right way. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's very likely that all things broke the right way, but I think if all things did, like, it's all there. Like, I feel like we're looking at a bunch of coin flips. And, like, if we have, like, six coin flips, I feel like you're needing, like, five to to be MVP. Yes. Which is not impossible, 
But like it's to me, it's still very unlikely. But I do see what you're saying. Like all of these things could like kind of just go in the right direction, and he could definitely be competing yeah. for it. Yeah. But I mean, it's hard to say. It's for me, it's hard to be like Dak Prescott MVP when there's Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Russell, Russell, like, Russell, right. Russell Wilson, Wilson, who's never. I don't think he's ever gotten an MVP vote in his entire career, which is fucking insane to me. Um, right. He's the dude. Like, but it makes sense to me. I don't feel like he's ever been the best quarterback in the league in any one year. I just feel like he's consistently in the top three across like a lot of years. You know yes. like? Yeah, I don't think I don't. I, yeah, I, I agree in terms of like I can never look back and be like, man, Russell West, Russell Wilson, twenty seventeen, right? Like you can't like you can say like Cam Newton twenty fifteen or Matt Ryan twenty sixteen or Tom Brady two thousand seven or fucking Peyton Manning twenty thirteen, right? Like there's right. never the one year where you can be like, God, like. That's insane! Like that, that one year he was fucking right. nuts, right? Um, Tony Romo, even Tony Romo, twenty fourteen, right? Um, Russell Wilson's just like, nah, he like always kind of makes it work regardless. Right. <laughs> if anything, it should be like Russell Wilson twenty tens. Oh man, Russell Wilson twenty tens. Um, <laughs> and um, uh, Russell Wilson's whole career, <laughs> his, his whole fucking career, just fucking, even when he was just a rookie, um, he. Um, yeah, because like Lamar Jackson won MVP last year, and I know he was great, and he rushed a lot, but he also won it with I think thirty six passing touchdowns, right? Which so is a lot. Like if you but... like, you can't be like Russell Wilson was definitely better. You know what I mean? Like, yes, it's yeah, just not right? there. But like Russell Wilson was top three, and he was top three two years ago before Lamar Jackson was even a thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. He was top three before that. You know what I mean? So yeah. It's like, I don't know. It makes sense. He's never got an MVP vote, but when you look at the body of the work, like that's shitty. <laughs> like, yeah. At least like not one dude. Like, not even, like I think he. It just sucks because I think he would need like a fourteen and two season. I think they would have to like, like, be like, gr- like a great team all around. Not because every time I feel like the last few years it's been like, oh, the Seahawks if they snuck in, it's like, well, Th- that's the thing is the Seahawks are the ultimate like. 10 and 16 that no team wants to deal with in the fucking playoffs. Yeah. Like, but, like, they're, like they're not, they don't have enough pieces ever to, like, go 14 and 2, I feel like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, their offense, like, I can't name the receivers that, like, Russell Wilson has other than the ones that I've had in fantasy football. Metcalf. Like, like Ty Metcalf. Lockett. Yeah, well, yeah, but also this is, what, his second year or third? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, what I'm saying is, like, Tyler Lockett. Like, uh, well, they used Gold, to have uh, Doug Tate. Baldwin and Golden Tate. Yeah, but even them, them are those aren't those aren't like elite dudes. You know no, what I mean? Like no. they're just they're good receivers, right? So like in the running back, they had Marshawn Lynch, and like as much as Marshawn Lynch like feels elite just because of some of the stuff we've seen him do, like he bounced around the league quite a bit. I feel like, yeah. and like, I don't think he's been, and I think ever since the super, it just sucked because like everything that was great missed him by like two seasons, right? right. <laughs> It just sucks because, like, that great defense was, like, good from, like, I think, like, 2011 to, like, 2014 or 15. And I feel like Russell Wilson wasn't Russell Wilson until, like, or, like, he wasn't as good as he is now until, like, 2016 or 2017. Right. Right? So, it's, like, and even Marshall Litch, his decline started before Russell got really good. Right. Um, And, like I said, I just feel like like the Seahawks will sneak in at 9-7 and in the wild card, right? mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But, like, every fucking team is like, I I just don't want to play the Seahawks, dude. Like, like, there's a chance Russell Wilson is just going to fuck us single-handedly. You know what I mean? Like, that's what you have to worry about. You don't have to worry about, like, like the whole team being, like, just too much for you. It's just, like, 
there's a chance that he's just gonna put it on us and, and just screw us. You know I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, and, and that, that's what he's I thought gonna, was gonna He's gonna break free from a tackle and scramble for like six yards on a big third and five. Mm. And you know what I mean? Like, like, yeah, and is. it's gonna be a dagger. <laughs> that's the other thing. The daggers for the Seahawks, I feel like, are never like you like a dagger in the NBA just be like a big like fuck you three in someone's grill to like put the game out of reach. Like the Seahawks, the daggers are like, it's third and five, we just need to stop him here. We get the ball back. We have a chance to make a move down the field. And then you run, like, a great defense. Like, you get a hand on him. And then he just, like, slips free and gets six yards. You're like, God, God damn it. <laughs> yeah, it's like that Aaron Rodgers shit, too. Like, yeah. and Aaron Rodgers are the both that you're like. Like, if you if you see him looking down the field and it's, like, you know, like, ten seconds or longer that they're just scrambling, you're like, fuck, it's over. It's a first <laughs> yeah. down. The, and another thing I will say, Tony Romo was also fucking great at that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. at a certain point, it's like, you've just given him too time. He's going to make too much time. He's going to make a throw. Like, right. Right. But, uh, but yeah, I think he, he had, he, I, I, I wanted to say Dark Horse, but I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Um, because I, I think even last year, there was like rumblings, right? And they were fucking shitty. Yeah. Um, so if they put it together like a 12 and four season somehow, and yeah. he puts up, I'm going to say 4,000 yards, 35, 36 passing, maybe like two or 300 yards rushing and five or six rushing touchdowns. I don't see how he doesn't at least get some consideration. Right. Yeah. Who do you think is going to be rookie of the year? Ooh, uh, I think Burroughs. Burrow. Yeah. I think anytime that there's like a big flashy quarterback like that, that is given the reins from the start. I think he wins it. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely could be. Yeah. I'm just going to... I mean, if... Zeke Zeke had one of the all-time great rushing... Not all-time great, but he had a fucking great rushing season, and they gave it to Dak. Yeah. So. That's true. What a, well, hold on. I wanted to say... Didn't... I don't know. I could. Yeah, it, it probably just gave it to Dak. Um, but yeah, that's... Yeah, I'm going to say, I'm going to go out on a limb and just be like, if Burrow has a bad year um, adjusting to the professional level and and that goes on your MVP run, C.D. Lamb could be a breakout. <laughs> could be a breakout rookie of the year. That's all I'm saying. I mean, it, it, I, the last uh, wide receiver to win rookie of the year was Odell Beckham. So, oh, I mean, shit. it's possible. And then before that, it was Percy Harvin. So yeah, whatever happened to Percy Harvin? I think he had like personal issues that sort of just kind of pushed him out of the league. Oh, okay. Yeah, like I'm looking over this list and like wide receiver, it isn't like MVP or offensive player of the year where MV or being a wide receiver is like impossible to get recognition, right? Right. Like uh, you know, like Percy Harvin and then uh Anquan Bolden, uh Randy Moss, um Carl Pickens and like wide receiver years ago. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's usually running back or quarterback. Right. Um, but they I, do, I, the, just because they, like, if the team's good, then, like, you're the one directly responsible in those two positions. You know what I mean? Right. Like, if your team is good and your team runs the ball a lot, it's because your running back's good. So, offensive, or rookie of the year. You know what I mean? If your team yeah. passes a lot and your quarterback's good and he's a rookie, then that's why. You know what I mean? Like, and sometimes I feel like, yeah, it's, sometimes I feel like it's, like, just, if you're okay enough. Yeah. Right? Like, 2015, Todd Gurley won it. And I'm like, I don't even know what the record was or how he did. Probably had, like, a 1,000 yards and, like, five touchdowns. Right. Yeah. 
But Eddie Lacy. Eddie Lacy oh, went in. <laughs> no. Eddie Lacy before he started uh, hitting the buffets. Uh, oh my gosh. Yo, how much better was a career would his career have been now that COVID is shutting down all the buffets? <laughs> 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 this man would have had uh, a long, illustrious career. It sucks, dude. It sucks because he was he he's thirty now, so I guess yeah, he's not coming back, but Nah, he's not uh, coming back. He's a pro bowler. He made like one comeback. I feel. I feel like he was out of the league for maybe a year or something, and came back. And I was like, Jesus, he's huge. Yeah, like a fucking fullback out there, dude. Kyler Murray. Yeah. Damn. Right, anyway, but yeah. So yeah, I think I do think it's Joe Burrow. But I can. I mean, you know, like I'm sure. I'm trying to look. Let me see the year that Odell won it. I'm sure the the year that Odell won it. I'm sure there was a great rookie. Then two, what was this twenty fourteen season? Yep. So it'd been the twenty fourteen NFL draft. Let's see. So Odell was here. picked. I don't think he was. I'm trying to think if he was top ten. Um. All right. So Odell was picked twelfth. Okay. Okay. So Jadavion Clowney. Um. Let's see, Khalil Mack. Blake Bortles knew he wasn't getting it. Blake Bortles, um, yeah. He was let's see. Brennan Cooks. Johnny, Johnny Manziel definitely not getting it. <laughs> <laughs> and Teddy Benjamin. Bridgewater. Nope. Teddy Bridgewater, but then his I think he was just okay. Yeah. Derek Carr. Like I think Derek Carr as a rookie was solid, right? I think right. you have to be like like he had that insane catch, and I think he was pretty good down the stretch. I think he had like fourteen hundred yards in thirteen games. So I think you have to be to be a wide receiver. You have to sort of you know have yeah you know be good, but be have the go beyond the built-in advantage that quarterbacks have. Right, right. Yeah. Yo, Mike Evans went in the league at the same time as Odell Beckham. I feel like Mike Evans has been in the league way longer. I mean, it, I mean, they've both been for a while, dude. They've both been like, what is this, seven years? I think both. It's both of theirs. Six, they're seven years. Yeah, that's it, intense. 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. <laughs> Yo, Johnny Manziel was out seven the league so fast, dude. <laughs> What'd you say? I was like, Johnny Manziel was out the league so fast. Dude. So fast. <laughs> oh, Devontae Adams was also taken. Oh shit. Allen Robinson, Jarvis Landry. Okay. Okay. Bunch of people I haven't heard of. But yeah. No, that's. God, I can't believe they've been in the league that long. So this is their both of their seven seasons. Jesus. Yeah, but yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of yeah, we I do want to save this for a later topic, but I do want to talk about it. I've had it on the list for a while of the 2011 draft class, uh-huh. specifically the first round, specifically the top ten of the first round. All right, um, but we can talk about it next week. But that if you know. If you're listening to this, go look at that draft class and be prepared to talk, that we're going to talk about it soon because it's um, it's like one of those where you like look through the top ten and you go, holy shit! All right, let's see. Okay, yep. All right, yeah, we're yeah. going to talk about that. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. Especially some that I Yo. feel like okay. a couple <laughs> years ago you went like Hall of Fame, but then now you're like, eh, and then some who you're like easy Hall of Fame already. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, those are our NFL predictions. Um, I don't, I don't know enough to be like, oh yeah, let's go down the, the, the divisions and be like Patriots 10 and six bills, 11 and five. Right. Cause I feel like every time I see those, I'm always like, you're just pulling this, like just fucking straight out your ass. Right. Um, 
so but I those are my predictions. The Cowboys thirteen and three. 13 what and three. up? <laughs> Fourteen and two. Can't wait. Can't not wait. All right, is that uh we good? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We're a little bit past an hour, yeah. All right, so uh, we'll call it. We're gonna hit those baseball, the baseball topic next week. I was gonna try and hit it this week, but I feel like we'll just get a little too far into it. Um, I will say though, yeah, we're just gonna talk about like the unwritten rules of baseball, and 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 it all started because of a recent bat flip, um, and it's just such a fucking swag response, like such as like a like eat a dick response. They were like the pitch was three zero, three balls, zero strikes, and mm. conventional wisdom says you're supposed to just like take that pitch and just let it go, and then you either get walked or you know it's just a strike and you're good. Yo, this man homered the fuck out that thing, <laughs> and like they asked him, they're like, "What do you think about it?" And he was like, "Well, it sounds like his three zero pitch needs to be better." Mm-hmm. I was like, "You damn right." Um, but yeah, that shit would kill me. So, but we'll talk more about that next week. Um. If you want to catch me on social media, you can catch me at T Money Bags on Instagram or Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I'm at EverCastro92 on Instagram. And if you want to uh, communicate with us uh, for the podcast directly, you can catch us at Diff Animals Pod on Twitter and Instagram, or you can email us at Different Animals Podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as homework, I'm going to say tell your fantasy football league about the podcast. Yeah, tell your fantasy football league about the podcast mm-hmm. and uh you know let them when you send the link into the board just m- make sure you clarify who the worst person in your league is um <laughs> just, just a little fuel to the fire yeah um just be like hey jimmy like this <laughs> trash bro <laughs> jimmy you, you picked up a fucking defensive round four get the fuck out of here listen to this podcast mm-hmm. um but, uh, yeah, so every Thursday at noon, as usual, um, stay safe, stay entertained, and we'll catch y'all next week. See you guys. Peace. See you. Oh, 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 oh. Yep, yep. Just because we brought it up multiple times. Uh-huh. But the line for this week has to be, I feel like Marshawn with Tom Brady throwing to him. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? What the fuck does that mean? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> So dumb.